things are more emotional and bring families closer together than the sport of football, the athleticism, the brute force, the close wins, and the heartbreaking losses. No team has nurtured that family bond better than the Green Bay Packers, and no place resembles that true football spirit better than the frozen tundra. Many people say you don't become a Packer fan. You're born that way. You bleed green and gold. Now, here are your hosts, father and son, Mike and Sean Reagan, with the Bleeding Green and Gold podcast. Welcome back to Wild Card Weekend of Bleeding Green and Gold. I'm Sean, and the aforementioned Mike Reagan of the duo is out on a cruise ship enjoying some warm weather. So I have here today co-hosting Justin Walters. Welcome. Thank you. Thanks. Happy to be here. Um, You know, big shoes to fill, but I'll do what I can. All right. Should we... Before we even get into the score request, should we address the quick elephant in the room? You uh, are yeah. a purple, uh, bleeding purple and gold, I guess. Uh, <laughs> sneaking onto the sneaking onto the podcast. So, as people who listen to the podcast know, we do live in the heart of Minnesota, the heart of Viking land. So you can be forgiven for being a Vikings fan. Well, thank you. You know, we've <laughs> we've had our tussles over the years over the green and gold and purple and gold, but still best friends at heart. So in the end, we are neighbors. True that. <laughs> so Green Bay Packers over the Dallas Cowboys in the wild card round 48 to 32. But really, it wasn't even as close as that. That's a lot of garbage time points, kind of, I think. You could add six, take 16 off of that and be more reflective of the actual game. Yeah. Um, did you feel like it was getting a little close for comfort at all? At the end? The end? Yeah, I, yeah, I was. So we, I, so I watched with Daniel, um, friend of mine in the Twin Cities here, and we actually started cooking dinner with about seven, eight to seven minutes left in the fourth quarter. And we had the laptop up in the kitchen. We're like, oh, we'll just continue this way. And then all of a sudden I'm watching, I'm like, this is getting a little close for comfort. We've had some big collapses in the past in the playoffs. Because <laughs> um, it was a two-score game with probably, what, six minutes left, I think? Something like that, so, yeah. So not, you know, you're not in huge danger territory. They still need to... Score two touchdowns, get two two-point conversions, a couple onside kicks. It's still not highly likely, but it shouldn't have been that close. Mm-hmm. LaFleur this... did pull the starters pretty early. That's what a I was going to say. A lot of the starters. Yeah, like I noticed that their backups went in, and I was like, ooh, it's a big flex in a playoff game to send it your backups flex, in. With... <laughs> especially when you're up against Dallas as like yeah. the seven seed. <laughs> but... <laughs> No, I I was I didn't even realize that at first. I just realized like they are getting chunks of yards here. Um, CD Lamb went over a hundred yards on the game, but that came with like a forty-seven yard bomb that they had. Another big play at the end. A lot of garbage time points. In the end, they did not get you know even within one score. But I did get a little nervous. 
Fair. It just it, it crept up fast, I would say. It was in the beginning of the fourth quarter. All of a sudden, they got 16 points, and you're like, where, where did this come from? Mm-hmm. But especially the first half, they just dominated the game against Dallas. Uh, 27 points, 20 of those in the second quarter. And Dallas only scored right before halftime with a big horse collar penalty that was called to keep their drive alive, which on further review was not actually a horse collar. And then you had them get into the end zone there with, um, I believe it was Jake Ferguson. Uh, yeah, Ferguson actually ended the day with three touchdowns. The lone Beavers. shining star for the Cowboys. Mm-hmm. Um, as usual, Jordan Love came in and spread the ball around. Romeo Dubs, Luke Musgrave, and Dontavian Wicks had touchdowns in this one. And along their three touchdowns, Aaron Jones rushed for three of his own. So yeah, he had a big game. He was big working. day. He was. He has looked amazing since he got healthy. Been working mm-hmm. through injuries all season, then ended the year with 300-plus yard games. And then came into the wild card, 118 yards, average 5.6 yards a carry, and three touchdowns. And with no AJ Dillon to spare him for a few plays. Yeah, exactly. So and I was, was actually that was sub- big. That was big because Dylan, you know, he's not usually a big play guy, but he's reliable. You know what you're gonna mm-hmm. get out of him. Um, I was surprised Patrick Taylor's been the backup behind, you know, the next guy up behind Aaron Jones, AJ Dillon. And he only got three carries in this one. Emmanuel Wilson was trusted with more of the backup role, eight carries, 20 yards. But neither he nor Taylor did very well compared to Jones. I was yeah. a little disappointed at the end of the game that we kept uh, throwing the ball instead of running it when we just needed the runs because it uh, it just knocked Jordan Love out of that perfect passer rating of 158. He ended with 157.2. Because of an incompletion at the end. Would have loved to see him end his first playoff game with a perfect passer rating. <laughs> that would have been crazy. But, but not bad. Not bad. <laughs> no, not bad. Not bad at all. 272 <laughs> yards, average 13 yards a throw, three touchdowns. And as we said, 157.2 rating. And some of his throws just absolute darts off the back foot, even. Yeah, he's got a cannon. He does. The accuracy has really picked up as the season went along. But it seems like he's just so much more loose and throwing it however he wants. Um, yeah, he he has looked, unfortunately, very good lately. Unfortunately. <laughs> says just kidding. the Vikings. I'm sure fans. he's a great guy. Yeah. <laughs> For the listeners at home, Justin does have a Peterson jersey hanging up in a frame on the wall behind him. Looks very nice, mm-hmm. but just reminds you of the past glory days of <laughs> Vikings playoff football. Yeah, yeah, definitely <laughs> past. Sad part is the glory days don't include any Super Bowls, but... Uh, oh, you about know about those. I wasn't well, sure. Well, you know, I've heard stories. <laughs> You've but, heard uh, stories. I- I pretend they don't exist. <laughs> this fabled matchup that happens at the end of the playoffs. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> never, never been. Uh, but I don't know. Um, so you watched? Did you watch the game live? I, I sure did. All right. 
were you surprised as a Vikings fan looking in? You know, you've seen ups and downs from the Green Bay this year, but were you surprised with this? I wasn't very surprised because Jordan Love has been playing really well at the end of the year. Mm. Aaron Jones is healthy. Mm. Jair Alexander is back. And yeah. I just don't like Dallas in the playoffs. I don't know what it is, but I'm just every time, no matter who they play, I'm like, ugh, I can't trust Dallas. I I did think it was going to be a closer game, mm-hmm. but I I just had this feeling. I was like, nah, Green Bay is going to pull this off. I can just feel it. Jordan Love's going to like take care of the ball. He's going to not, you know, limit turnovers. Turnovers are big. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. But, uh, yeah, you take care of the ball, and that's that. So I did. I did kind of feel like going into it, they had a pretty good shot. Mm-hmm. I mean, as far as not trusting Dallas in the playoffs, as we know, they have a what would you say at least decade long history of good regular season choking in the playoffs. Oh yeah. Well, when what was their last? The last time they made it to the NFC Championship game was like 95 or something like that. Was that like Emmett Smith and all those guys? Yeah, that was when uh, the Vikings gave them all those picks. And then they created oh, yeah. the, the dynasty. The, the uh, Herschel Walker trade? Yes, that one. When you handed them a dynasty? Yeah. See, we haven't done that <laughs> since. So <laughs> that's why they haven't been good. Yet. <laughs> we, we haven't given them all of our picks yet. But uh, who knows what what the draft will do this year? Oh, that's hilarious! Yeah, yeah. So th- they're just looking for the next uh, next gullible buyer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> who right. who can they trade away? Who's? I mean, mm. I uh, shoot. Who's the running back? Big time running back. Ballard. No, before him, that they just oh Ezekiel Elliott. Yeah, Ezekiel Elliott. I wonder if they could have gotten a little more for him, kind of fleece someone. Because he's gotten a little older, but he's still got juice in the tank. I want to say he had a better overall year than Tony Pollard. I'd believe that. Yeah, Cowboys like, were much he... more heavy on the pass this year than they normally are, yeah. too. Yeah, big time. But Tony Pollard did not do like anything this year. Well, he averaged 3.7 yards a carry in this one. With the touchdown. Dak almost caught him. So Pollard had 56 yards. Dak came in with six carries for 45. Yeah. But that's probably because throwing the ball wasn't working out too well. Until the fourth quarter. (laughs) Yeah, seriously, the garbage time. I'd like to see what he was before all the garbage time completions. Because, I mean, 20, 20 incompletions is quite a bit, but... Romeo Dubs comes in with 151 yards on six catches, one touchdown. He has been looking great, especially the last few weeks as he got healthy from a big chest injury that had knocked him out. And I believe he's now the fifth or sixth I saw wide receiver in Packers history to have a 100-yard game in the playoffs. And only the second wide receiver besides Devontae Adams to have over 150 yards and a touchdown in any game which is a little mm-hmm. sad when you think about it. <laughs> That's not an insane stat to only have no. a second time, happen a second time. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah, I think I we like to... a few more guys in. If a guy's getting a lot of yards, we give the touchdowns to a different receiver type thing. 
That's nice. <laughs> That's nice. <laughs> Spread it around. Um, do you do you happen to have the list of the six or seven that have had the hundred yard game in the playoffs? Uh, let's see if I can find it. I'd be curious if we if we could name them. If you could name them, or if we could name them before we look. Um, I feel like we'd be able to name them as a team. So, you got to go, Greg Jennings, right? I would assume so. Jordy, Jordy Nelson, Jordy Nelson, Sterling Sharp, going back a little ways, probably with Favre. Mm -hmm. He was like Jennings for Favre. (laughs) Um, I feel like they had a. Didn't you guys have a really good, like a tight end that had a really good playoff game at one point? Jermichael Finley? Maybe it was Jermichael Finley that had one. Yeah. I don't know. All these guys were on the team together, so I can't feel like... I feel like yeah. it could have happened for all of them. <laughs> well, I mean, you think about well, the... I can't the... find the list. Oh, no? Mm-mm. You think about the 2011 Super Bowl run. Yeah. So, like, the guys that were on that team probably... They probably... Got quite a few reception yards from Rodgers in his prime. Mm-hmm. No, but, I'm sure that's a good point. Yeah, that's interesting. I would have, I would have guessed more for those, but yeah. So interesting stat for Romeo Dubs, but overall, like he looked great. So did Luke Musgrave in this one. Um, we did not spread the ball around quite as much as normal. Uh, I think we had a lot of kind of weird scoring in weird ways, and Aaron Jones was cooking, so keep handing him the ball. Because Luke Musgrave was our second leading receiver just with 52 yards. He had the touchdown, and then Dontavian Wicks had 25 yards in the other touchdown. Um, Luke Musgrave finally caught the ball and kept his feet. We've had a whole regular season of every time he catches the ball, he falls down. And now two times in this game, he caught it, and he kept going. <laughs> so, I, I don't know if you the saw right time. they even released a video in the locker room afterwards of LaFleur going and bef- and last of all Musgrave kept his feet and they all start cheering because <laughs> <laughs> awesome. he looked like one of those baby deers that are like learning to walk if you've never seen those videos every time oh, he catches yeah. the ball his legs just like go out from under him it's insane oh jeez he's but, a tight end uh, right he is a tight end. He he's been looking yeah. like a stud. He had a chest no, he not chest injury. It lacerated his kidney, so he's been out a while. I did hear but, about that. Yeah, yeah, but he's back for our playoff run. Um uh, on his touch his big touchdown at the end there. Um I think it was at the end of the third quarter. He had over 17 yards of separation in any direction around him. I think it was 17.3 which makes him the most open receiver to catch a pass in any game all season. Dang. <laughs> and coming into the game, a lot of people were talking about how tough that secondary would be from Dallas <laughs> and mm-hmm. how good their yeah, corners have been all year. Yeah, they, they, they've been a solid defense all year, but they just did not show up. No, not at all. Um, big game from some of the linemen. For the Packers, Zach Tom was huge in this one. Uh, going up against um, Stefan Gilmore. Uh, no, sorry, not Stefan Gilmore. That's in the secondary. Micah Parsons, who's been a mm-hmm. game wrecker um, in a lot of situations all year long. That's kind of the main thing I felt we had to worry about with their defense. 
and he ended the game with two tackles, one QB hit. Um, yeah. So just shut him down. He got completely shut. I mean, he wasn't he wasn't noticeable for pressures or anything. Like they handled him. Mm-hmm. Which yes. I mean, if you, yeah, if you if you take Micah Parsons out of it, you're giving Jordan Love extra time then, and everything just kind of opens up from there. And they they took care of business on that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they took care of business there, but then also, um, there was quite a bit of like rushing Love, like getting it in, it, like a rusher getting in his face, getting at him, forcing him to throw, and it just felt like every single time Love had the answer. Like he he was finding receivers every time the rush got to him. And I don't know, it was as a Packers fan, it was fun to see. It it's been a tough year. You know, I survived two and five, like a lot of us did. It's not easy to go through that kind of downslide for so long. Um, but we're back in the playoffs, taking out the Cowboys. And what do you think? We have a third Hall of Fame quarterback across the border. Um, it's too early to tell, but I will say he he ha, he continues to grow. He continues to get better. So, I mean, I mm-hmm. I think he'll be just fine in the NFL. Like, I don't think he's gonna like bust or anything next year. I think he's he's definitely going in the right direction. Um. I'm just curious as to like, are more NFL teams going to start doing like what Green Bay does? I was just going works, to ask you that. <laughs> like, if it works this time, how do you not? Like, I'm thinking of yeah. So I'm thinking of the Vikings this year. How do you not sign Kirk Cousins to a one or two, maybe even two year deal, and mm-hmm. then draft a quarterback this year with the 11th pick, and then just let him sit for a couple of years? It's like, yeah, I don't know. It's working it, for him. It's not an easy thing to do. You know, you have to have a solid QB in place. Like you like you said, you'd have to re-sign Cousins. You can't have, like, a mediocre guy starting just to give your young guy time on the bench. He, they kind of need that role model, it feels like. Well, they also have a couple years to develop. Um, so you need someone high-caliber uh, quarterback, which is already not easy to do. To do. There's mm-hmm. a lot of teams in the NFL that would just be happy to have a plug-in high-caliber quarterback even without someone behind them learning. So that's already a tough piece to put in place. Uh, and so much pressure nowadays to succeed every season. I imagine it's pretty hard to bench a guy you think is going to be successful or mm-hmm. has a chance to be. But that's how you get this meat grinder of quarterbacks and just short careers of guys with a lot of potential. Yeah, and I mean, you got to find the right guy that's willing to sit there for two or three years and learn. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, you, you can't have a guy that's just not going to put in the work because he's pissed off that he's not playing or something like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Whereas Jordan Love kind of seems like the guy that kind of took in information from Rodgers and, like, put in the work. Studied. Yeah. 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 No, that's a good point. It How takes, many years? It takes a special guy. It does. How many years was Mahomes? Was it just... Yeah, I think it was just his rookie year. They had Matt Castle in, right? Yep. That he sat behind. Yep. So, I mean, it worked a little for them. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Andy Reid's one of the more old-school coaches in the league, so it makes sense that that's how they went about it. Right. 
All right, I I'm looking around. Let's see what else we got for the game to talk about here. Just a ton of solid performances. What uh Um, what happened? What happened to my boy um Jaden Reed? Jaden Zero catches. Reed. Yeah. He was a little quiet in this one. Um, Mm he has been coming off an injury, so maybe he's not a hundred percent. Okay. But also, we just did not spread the ball around a ton. Christian Watson Yeah. was also healthy for the first time in a long time, and he only had one catch nine yards. Um, Bo Melton's been blowing up the last few games, getting a lot of catches. He had one catch for seven, and overall, like the we ended Jordan Love with two hundred seventy-two yards, but he only threw the sixteen completions for those two hundred seventy-two yards. Each one was for an average of thirteen yards. Yeah, dang. And that's one thing, like, I've started to notice a lot with Love as he's gotten looser and more confident and he's been playing better the last month, month and a half, is that I've talked with my dad on here all season about how he looks a lot like kind of a hybrid combination between Aaron Rodgers and Brett Favre, where, you know, he has that Rodgers throw, throwing off the back foot, um, kind of, you know, getting the ball out fast. But he he loves to, like, throw it downfield more. Rodgers would always kind of move the ball down the field um, and then a, a deep throw, you know, long throw every now and then, especially his last handful of years, where it seems like Love is like more of that gunslinger wants to move the ball downfield because he has a lot of like 25, 30 yard throws and just kind of zipping it in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can see that. So big game for him, uh, not a ton on uh, not a ton of completions. And then uh, let's see what else in the defense. We had Quay Walker running around 11 total tackles. Keyshawn Nixon with 11. Uh, Devondre Campbell also looked good. And did you, uh, did you see the post game clip at all of Jair Alexander talking about No. Dak Prescott? He said, No. uh, in my short career, there's already a few quarterbacks that I've taken multiple interceptions off of. And now Dak's one of them. So, yeah, I'm now a pretty big Dak fan. <laughs> now that he's thrown me a couple, I'm a fan. Thank <laughs> thank you. yeah. Uh, Darnell Savage looked good in this one. Um, he had a pick six that just kind of ended, you know, a lot of the hopes for the Cowboys. Um, only gave up two completions in coverage. No missed tackles. Um, Jerry Alexander, as we said, Uh, had that interception setting up a touchdown. He also only allowed two catches. Uh, Keyshawn Nixon came up big in this one with three stops, including a third down sack, forced two incompletions. Uh, all around, pretty good performance. And I don't know, it makes you wonder, like, this, so youngest team to ever make the playoffs. And it makes you wonder if that's part of it. Like, they're just too young to know to be... like nervous one there's no expectations on them going into this game against dallas no one thought you know they were going to win so they can just play all out um and they're young i think preston smith's the oldest guy on the defense by far just a lot of young studs Yeah, they are. They're a very young team. mm-hmm It's fun to watch. Um, Quay Quay Walker yeah was targeted eight times, only gave up four catches for 34 yards.
It's mm. pretty impressive. That is, especially yeah. for a linebacker. Yeah. Like middle linebacker, you got a lot of ground to cover. Yeah, seriously. Normally, you know, you're not as fast as the receivers that are cutting across the middle or anything, but I mean, he, he was doing work. Mm-hmm. He was. Hmm. Um, and speaking of the Packers playing so loose, you talked about the Cowboys in the playoffs here. They looked, especially in the first half, like they were playing with something to lose. Like they were not trying to win this game. They were trying to not lose this game. And I think you have that history of them choking in the playoffs kind of weighing on them. But also, I know Jerry Jones kind of tried to walk it back the last couple of weeks, but he very, you know, outwardly did state on a radio interview that Mike McCarthy's job depends on the neck on how the playoffs go. That puts a lot of pressure on a guy and a team. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's yeah, all based was... on these few high pressure games. <laughs> yeah. That was a probably poor decision on his part, but yeah, but Jerry loves to talk. Oh yeah, he does. He loves the attention. <laughs> uh special teams has been probably especially in the latter part of the season here, one of our big biggest weaknesses. We have one of the bottom ranking special teams for the last 10 years now. I just saw a stat recently. So it's it's an ongoing concern. But Rich Passaccia has been uh, supposed to be our special team savior, guru, to come and turn things around. It's still been a bumpy season in that respect. But we finally had no big highlights on special teams, but no big errors either. No missed tackles. No penalties on special teams for once. Uh, three punts from Daniel Whelan inside the 10-yard line. And Anders Carlson went 6 of 7 on extra points, which still missed another extra point. He's now doubled the second-leading uh, kicker in the league to mi- for missing extra points. I think he has 6 on the year now. Dang. That's a little concerning. That could bite you in a big moment in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Um, you would think those would be the ones that always go in. But... Yeah, you would think, but <laughs> it doesn't always roll that way. That's but, right. uh, you know, with special teams, I feel like it's just, you just got to make the play. Like, you don't have to do anything fancy. Just get the job done. Don't miss the tackles. Don't commit stupid penalties. So if they can just continue to just, you know, even just doing the bare minimum, you know, like you said, not anything extra fancy, but just, you know, doing the bare minimum. And I mean, should be just fine. Mm-hmm. As long I as agree. the kicker can hit field goal. So I got just to close up what was, you know, a big win for Cheesehead Country. And got all the feel goods going on even though we're recording this Wednesday night still enjoying the win but two big stats to kind of close out our talk about the game first of all we talked about Romeo Dubs how crazy this game was for him uh i just want to kind of break it down here he only ran 16 total routes in the whole game and he got 10 receptions over those 16 uh route runs for 151 yards. Uh, Dubs, he averaged 9.44 yards on Sunday per route run. Not per completion, but per route run. Caught all six of his targets, 
for an average of 25.2 yards, making it one of the most efficient wide receiver performances in playoff history. He is now just the 10th player to produce 150 or more receiving yards on six or fewer catches in the postseason ever. So Pretty good game. Yeah. Devontae who? Yeah, who needs him? <laughs> who needs him? <laughs> but no, also, I, we had some guys like, getting crazy open. I like what uh, Green Bay has done with their receiving core because I, I like Dobbs. Uh, obviously, I'm a, I'm a huge Jaden Reed fan. I think he's going to be a stud. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Christian Watson, I'm I'm not huge on, but the you other were a fan of him coming out of college. Yeah, out of college I was, but I just he hasn't he hasn't shown it to me yet. He can't stay um, healthy either. Every time no. he runs a route, he blows a hamstring. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, they need a new uh, athletic trainer over at NDSU because Carson Wentz, <laughs> like all these guys from NDSU, just come in and they can't stay healthy. Yeah, we could maybe use another one in Green Bay too. We are yeah. very very injury prone team, um, yeah. especially. Very heavy on the soft tissue injuries in Green Bay for some reason for years and years now. That cold weather, man. That must be it. <laughs> take a hit. You take a hit in the cold. It's gonna yeah. it's gonna burn for a few days. You're gonna get some. You soft run a little too there. explosive. Your muscles not ready for it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Did you see that clip of the kicker? Oh, I can't remember what it was. He was he was trying to chase down somebody, and then as he's trying to chase him down, he pulled the hammy. <laughs> he looked he looked like me trying to play like rec league basketball. Yeah, I'm not used to running field. down the field. <laughs> he literally was just chasing this guy full speed, and then all of a sudden he just grabs the back of his leg and he's just limping around trying to catch him. <laughs> I mean, that is how Christian Watson hurt his hamstring. It was mm-hmm. untouched, just running with the ball, and all of a sudden he pulls up and grabs his hamstring. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> I feel the pain. Uh, my my last crazy stat here to close out our talking about the game. So 21 dropbacks in this one for Jordan Love. Only pressured seven times. When he was pressured, he completed five of seven, pass, five of seven passes for 152 yards and two scores. His average depth of target when he was pressured was 19.4 yards. So even when he's getting, they're getting pressure on him, he's getting 20 yards. Yeah, that that is crazy. 20 yards while getting pressured. It's not bad. Yeah, He did say in his post-game interview that um, over the last month or so, everything has just clicked for him, that nothing has happened on the field in the last handful of games that has surprised him, and he's just always known what to do. So like you said, getting putting that studying in, it's all yep, clicking. He's, he's putting in the work. That's right. <laughs> he's not He's not just coasting it, saying, oh, I had a good game. I'm going to coast it. This dude, he's learning. It shows, too. I mean, he's he's getting better and better every game. He does. All right. So that'll wrap up us talking about the game here. Uh, we are not going to do a game ball today. It would be hard overall with how many good performances were in this game so we'll just give it to the team as a whole for a great win um but we're gonna skip it because mike does the video editing and he would put that sound that music in there so, <laughs> um also with our pick 'em, 
uh, I went, we went into it, Mike plus seven going into wild card weekend. Let me pull it up here. We split it down the middle. He got two right by picking the Texans and the Chiefs. I got two over him by picking the Bills and the Lions. We both knew the Packers would beat the Cowboys, and we both thought the Eagles would beat the Bucks and got that wrong. Meaning, we are at Mike plus seven. I did not want to bother him on his vacation for his picks, so I do think it's time for me to concede and bow out of our pick'em for this year because plus seven is a mighty number to come back from when we have very limited games left. I think we only have one. There's only seven games total left in the season, <laughs> including the Super Bowl. So it looks like he wins another year. I think he's on a streak of like three seasons or something in a row now. You know, the guy's a he is a football aficionado. He is wise beyond his years, which are many. All right, and... stop. You can stop sucking up to him. It's also <laughs> yeah, what happens when just... you always pick the favorite. <laughs> <laughs> He's a he's a smart man. He knows. <laughs> well, you're gonna ask him for a loan. <laughs> I mean, I'll ask him for uh, some betting advice. There you go. <laughs> he's on a hot streak right now. He is, or so at least or he's black. better than me. <laughs> <laughs> so to look at the other wild card games here that we had, we had Texans dominating the Browns. It looked like a fun. Like it was going to be a shootout in the first quarter there, trading touchdowns every drive, but they ended up Texans 45 to 14 over the Browns. That, uh, CJ Stroud leading yeah. the way, rookie quarterback. Yeah, CJ looked great still in this game, even with the big moment. That vaunted Browns defense really did not step up. They've talked all season about how good the secondary is, how good the defense is overall with all these historic stats they've hit. But man, they did not look good in this one. Mm -hmm. And I, I've heard a lot about their defense this year, but I didn't know until in the game I saw this stat. They have the number one defense in points allowed at home this season, but they are last in the league in points allowed away. Which I don't <laughs> even know how you allow that to happen as a team. Yeah, yeah, that is impressive. I wonder if that's the first time that's ever happened through a regular season. Be. <laughs> yeah uh the dolphins could not hack it at negative whatever 50 degrees or whatever it was in arrowhead um and they lose 7 to 26 against the chiefs did you watch this one at all i watched a little bit of it it hard to peacock exclusive hard to watch the playoffs nowadays mm -hmm. but it did not look like the dolphins wanted to be there in the cold no 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 like at the end of the game it almost looked like they were running out the clock taking so much time between plays instead of trying to come back yeah so i think they were they were ready for the early vacation yeah they're trying to get back to south beach warm them bones mm. up mm -hmm. uh our but only what you got they don't want to get any uh soft tissue wear exactly <laughs> yeah uh, the only close game of wildcard weekend lines uh, over the Rams 24 to 23 in a nail biter for the Lions to get their second playoff win. And I believe it's was it 54 years? Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Haven't yeah, won was... and won since 92 with Barry Sanders. Mm hmm. 
and uh, it was a squeaker. It was a squeaker. I, I mean, they were one drop pass by the Rams away from them having a very makeable field goal to take take this game. Yeah. But, yeah, that was a fun one, but, you know, Dan Campbell found a way to get it done. Yep. Fighting Dan. <laughs> uh, the Bills over the Steelers, 31-17. to 17. I don't have a ton to say about this one. Uh, I don't know about you. Steel or Bills have been kind of up and down. Steelers are a weird team this year. What do you think about the uh, Josh Allen quarterback slide controversy? Uh, what's that? I didn't watch most of this game. So he ran once and then slid. And then the guy kind of, you know, he hit him as he was sliding. One of those like unavoidable things where the dude's going full speed already, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, so he got the penalty added onto it. And then later in the game, he was running it and he fake slid and then took off for a touchdown. Is that when he got that like 50 yard run? Yeah. <laughs> touchdown? Yep. So I it was do, like I definitely do not think it should be legal to fake slide. Yeah. Oh, people are so mad. Because that just endangers everyone then. Mm-hmm. It's gonna make people like let up and then Yeah. Or they <laughs> they won't let up because they think it's a fake slide, so they'll go in and the quarterbacks mm-hmm. will be in more danger. Like I yeah, you can't be doing that. Um yeah. I do think they need to make the rules around sliding a lot more clear. They love these vague rules. That could go either way based on what they choose in the NFL. But mm-hmm. I've seen a lot of slides this year that have very similar hits. You know, the the defender coming in kind of like shoulder to shoulder as the QBs kind of horizontal with the ground. And yep. it seems like it's a coin toss on if that's a penalty or not. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I, I think that's one of the things. If you're that... Justin Field, it's not a penalty for sure. Right. No. I think the Packers not. did it three times in that last game of the season. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, no, I, it, it's got to be one of those things that they talk about over the offseason because it is it's so messy right now. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I say take away the slide. They want to run. They're a runner. Yeah, I I, I would be OK with it, that. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it would probably open up a lot more passing games. You're going to be mm-hmm. keeping that even mobile quarterbacks more safe. Yep. But. I've also been saying for years they should get rid of holding in general on the offensive line. Just let them hold. <laughs> no. Yeah, just let them hold. Not fair. <laughs> just tackle them. On... Yeah. Come on. It's so subjective. The refs just choose whenever they want to call it. There's holding on almost every play. So just get rid of it. Unless it's egregious, like you're putting your arm around them and turning a guy. Yeah, uh, see, that's where it could you you're you're making it. Oh no, control. I'm making it vague. Ah. <laughs> yeah, God dang it, Sean. <laughs> uh, and then the oh. Bucks lay the hammer on the Eagles, sending yeah, Philly home with a 32 to 9 walloping. That was ugly. Philly is all sorts of messed up right now. That they are a broken team. They have looked weird mm-hmm. to end the season. I don't know what's going on there. Yeah. Cowboys and really Eagles good. are not representing the NFC East very well right now. No. <laughs> no. Disgusting. All right. So as a semi-objective outsider to Packers fandom, how what are your 
gut feelings on Packers traveling to San Fran to take on the Niners? The big old L. Big old L? Big old L. San Francisco coming off a week off, <clears throat> extra rest. What do you think the, so many, the odds are? So what do you think the chances so are? Chances that the What Packers, would you give them? Chances the Packers win. I'd go one in 500,000. What? <laughs> Look on your face. <laughs> well, right now it's about one in five chance that the Packers win. According to Vegas. Uh, so one in five chance. Or no, sorry. Five to one chance San Fran will win it. One to three and a half chance that the Packers will win. Um, so San Fran are yo big favorites in this one, obviously. But I don't know. They got a puncher's chance, I would say, with with the odds here. Um, the overall percentage chance to win, according to Fox Sports, is twenty three point three. Okay, so I'm probably pretty close. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> math was never your strong suit. <laughs> no. <laughs> well, well, okay. What would you give them odds? Um, so Vegas is saying it's pretty much five to one for San Fran. I would say, like my gut feeling of what it actually is, I'd say the Packers have a one in three chance. One in three. Yeah. Okay. I'd say that's me being a homer. Maybe one in four if I was being more objective with the way yeah. they're playing right now. I think they have a decent chance of, you know, any any given Sunday, right? Hey, man. It's a playoffs. Oh, I think it's Anything Saturday that they're playing. Shoot. Oh, they play on Saturday? Yeah, I, I believe so. <laughs> Dang it. Well. Ah, I messed that one up. Looks like you're not, uh, the Packers aren't going to be the only ones taking yep. the mail. They're the Saturday night game, 715. <laughs> um. What did you say? I said, well, at least the Packers aren't the only one taking an L. <laughs> nah. <laughs> um, so, yeah. I don't know. Joe Barry. I've, you know, I've been very hard on Joe Barry, Packers defensive coordinator. I felt like he shouldn't have been back for this season even. Um, we've had a lot of struggles throughout the season. Some real stinkers on defense. But now, you know, as we moved into that that playoff push, uh, we we had some big wins over the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, <laughs> that's but not then, a big win. No, that's not a big win. <laughs> I don't. I couldn't even tell you which one of our quarterbacks we played that game. <laughs> we threw so many. <laughs> that's a good point. But we Ooh. did stifle them. You played both of them, half and half. Well, we played. Oh, we split them time now. Okay, split cool. them up. Cool, cool, um, cool, cool. But yeah, that's after only holding the Panthers to 30 points the week before, and then the Panthers got blanked for the rest of the season. <laughs> <laughs> um, but beat the Vikings, held up well against the Bears, that is Justin Fields. But then you got to say they did very well against Dallas. They, Dallas did re- really had no threat in this game until garbage time. Yeah. Which makes me nervous that they will keep Joe Barry in the offseason. That he saved his job against the Vikings, the Bears, 
And now with this Cowboys win. So you still want to see him go? I would still see him go. You don't think I he's... don't think he's the future of mm-hmm. success. I don't know. Maybe if you just lay uh you know a huge blanket over the 49ers offense and don't allow him to do anything, I'll be like, okay, he is something is clicking, something's getting figured out. He is figuring out how to work with this defense. Um so yeah. Maybe this is the game. You know how uh, we were saying Jerry Jones put it all all of Mike McCarthy's job on the line for how the playoffs went? Maybe this this would be my game for Joe Barry. You you half saved yourself with the Cowboys. If you do it again with the Niners, then we'll talk about a new contract. Careful now. How did how well did that work out for good old Jerry? <laughs> Well, I think his voice travels a little further than mine. (laughs) Hey, come on now. Or at least holds more sway in the front offices. (laughs) Well, you're an owner. I am. That's a good point. They need to listen to me. Owner, owner. I've been saying Barry out for how long now? They haven't even listened. Tell you. All right. Well, I feel cautiously optimistic. Going into the Niners game, uh, I'm just real. I'm happy with how this season went for the Packers. I've been saying all season I'd be over. I'd be just happy if it looked like we had a future quarterback in Jordan Love. I'd be over the moon if we made the wild card round. And now we have exceeded even my wildest expectations for the season. So I'm going into the Niners game. No stress, no worry. Just looking to have some fun. Yeah, I mean, I definitely you definitely have to count this season for you guys as as a successful season because you're young, you've got talent, your your receiving mm-hmm. core is young yet, your quarterback's young, you're young on defense. Like, I don't know, like the future's looking bright. I'll say that. I'm not yeah. going to give you any more credit than I want to, but I will <laughs> say. I know it's painful for you to say. <laughs> it is. It is, but uh, no, I I think they've got good talent in place, Um, and I think just winning a playoff game with such a young team is a is a achievement in itself. So even if we if even if you get guys get blown out, it was a I would consider it a successful season. I agree, and you never know. You never never know. know. There there's always a Super Bowl to be won by someone. Someone has to win it. Why not yeah. the Packers? And you know, just going... a reminder, that's the game at the end of the playoffs with like the final two teams. Um, unfamiliar. Unfamiliar. <laughs> <laughs> now the Vikings, I know they haven't won one. Have they made it to one? Uh, four. Thank you very much. Oh, my bad. <laughs> I mean, the, the last one was like 75, 76. Oh, boy. That's a while. That's f- half a century. Yeah, not great. <laughs> <laughs> not great. It's been a while. It's been a it's quick been minute. A How many years did they even call it the Super Bowl before that? Was it even the Super well, Bowl? Um, there was the Super Bowl. I want to say. So they used to like have the two leagues, and then the winner of each league yeah. would play in the Super Bowl. So we won the league in 1969 
Okay, Super Bowl started in 67. Oh, Super Bowl. Okay, yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. Um, and then the leagues merged in 70. So we won the last, the Ed Thorpe Trophy. Mm. Ooh, you guys stole it from us. After we won the last <laughs> Ed Thorpe Trophy in 69, and then we lost the trophy. Um, and then after that game, we lost. It was like Super Bowl four. Um, yeah, and then we went back a couple of times in the seventies and lost all those. Do you mean we stole the Ed Thorpe last Ed Thorpe Trophy as, as in like we named renamed it the Lombardi Trophy, or did no. we take your trophy? So, so the Ed Thorpe Trophy, fun fact, was a traveling trophy. So when ah. you won it. You got the trophy. You got your name put on the box. Like it was a big list yeah. of names on the trophy. Isn't and, that kind of like the Stanley Cup? Yeah. Yep. Okay. So so the rumor was that the Vikings won the trophy and then got the trophy and then they lost it after the game. Like the rumor was that they left it at a gas station. <laughs> like or literally like that. lost it? But yeah. They had, had no idea trip? where it was. Yeah. <laughs> and then... Later, it was found out that the original Ed Thorpe trophy is in the Green Bay Packer Hall of Fame. So they somehow <laughs> took the trophy. Vikings were thinking that they had lost it at a gas station after all these years. And I don't think it was until like 2016 or 2017 that it was discovered that the Packers had it the whole time. Those rascally <laughs> Packers. <laughs> No, always, always up to something, aren't they? <laughs> yeah. So then it's been it's been thought of that the Minnesota Vikings are cursed by this Ed Thorpe, who was an NFL referee in like the 30s, because they lost his trophy. Hmm. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. Kind kind of a Red Sox type thing you guys got going on. Hmm. What do you have to do? Is. Isn't you have to like bury a goat at midfield or something? That's <laughs> it. That that's it? all we have to do we've been going through misery for this many I'm, years and i'm, I'm no expert shaman you might want to check the record on specifics but no, <laughs> i no, imagine there's there some kind of ritual to break a curse right that's what rituals are for you would think yeah <laughs> gotta try something because it's been a long time maybe all the players can burn like a item special to them like in ted lasso the Ted Lasso one, yeah, when they go in the the haunted room, yeah, that's funny. Yeah, they got to do oh, something. Well, I'm sorry we have your trophy. That's actually something I was not aware of. Mm-hmm. It's a very, it's a very interesting read. If you ever want to do some research, yeah, I'm gonna this. look into that. It's kind of like how West Virginia keeps asking Minnesota for the battle flag back from the Civil War, and Minnesota mm -hmm. refuses to return it. <laughs> nah, <laughs> like. Is it so? Twenty sixteen is when it was discovered. You said. I want to say the it Packers was, had it. Yeah, Did, around that era. Was there any awkward conversations to be had between the Vikings and Packers front office? Like, did the Vikings call and be like, "So uh, we we heard you have our trophy. Do you mind FedExing that this way? <laughs> you just want to mail it to us? That'd be great. <laughs> no, I I don't know if there was or not, but so it. It was originally thought that the Ed Thorpe trophy was named after the Green Bay Packer player, Ed Thorpe. 
Is it not? So that's why. What's that? Is it not? No. So that's why Green Bay took it. It's originally named after a referee from the 30s who was also part of like the football like board and all that stuff. And like it was like a um like in memory of him. Okay. So that's why Green Bay ended up with it because it was like, oh, maybe it's for their player that used to be named Ed Thorpe. Ed Thorpe. I don't know. It's a mess. I know Jim Thorpe. I don't know Ed Thorpe. Maybe it wasn't Ed I'm not sure. I don't know. Um, maybe they should bring it back, the trophy. Because uh, Minnesota and Wisconsin in college, they have that traveling axe, right? Every, yeah. every team wins gets the axe. Why not trade the trophy back and forth? That would be that would be cool if NFL teams did something like that. Yeah, why not? <laughs> Who's to yeah, say you can? It'd be hilarious. We played at least twice so a season. Fun. It could be just bouncing back and forth. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, that would be fun to put a little something extra on a, on the game. Exactly. Yeah, that'd be sweet. They should do that. All You're right, owner, you... make it happen. I, I'll bring it up at our next meeting. Thank you. They do have an owners meeting. You can go to. Oh, that'd be fun. It would be. I don't think they'd pay your way though. <laughs> no, probably not. <laughs> uh, any closing remarks before we we close it up here? Um, you know, I just want to say good luck. Are you going to be watching the oh, game? Well, thank you. Your, your buddy, Daniel, I know he's a 49ers fan, so that might be a little awkward. He is a Niners fan. He's actually going to come over for the game. Really? Yeah. We'll see if we're still friends after. Yeah. You know, you just be careful. You, if you need to take a step in the bathroom, give me a call. I'll try and talk you down when you guys are getting your butts kicked, but. I appreciate you know, that, buddy. I'll keep you on speed yeah. dial. I've I've uh, been around for a few of the tough Packer playoff losses with Sean, and uh, he's gonna need. I'm I gotta be his crutch. <laughs> I've seen I've seen the dark side. I uh, <laughs> our collapse, um, that big championship game collapse to Seattle in like mm-hmm. the last couple minutes. Um, I was at a bar in our in our college town, and watching it happen. Everyone in the bar bought me a shot after because they felt so bad for me. The only guy in the bar wearing a Packers jersey. Um, and Daniel just brought this up the other week about how that I came. He was, you know, living with him at the time. I came home, walked home, stumbled home. And he says the drunkest he has ever seen me. <laughs> and I, I went and laid down. Apparently on his bed in his room because I didn't want to go up the stairs. <laughs> and then I went and laid on the front porch because everything was moving too much. <laughs> so they, these losses can hurt, man. These big playoff losses. Mm-hmm. The Packers are good at them. <laughs> yeah, I feel you. But who knows? I think I think uh, I'm I'm a little hopeful, cautiously hopeful. Anything can happen. Anything can happen. That's right. But thank you very much for filling in, co-hosting the show. It was a pleasure to have you. A lot of fun. Any, anytime. Mike, I hope you're out there on the high seas having a grand old time. And, Mike, we love uh, you. You're beautiful. You're just such the wisest guy I've ever met. What is this and... about? <laughs> he doesn't need any of this. His ego's big enough. <laughs> 
And to all the listeners, we appreciate you tuning in. Thank you for being with us all season in a topsy-turvy roller coaster of a season. We uh, are, I'm happy that you've been rewarded with it with a beautiful wild card game against Dallas. And until next time, we will see you after the 49ers game. You gonna do go pack go with me? Or can you can you not muster sure. that? Is that too much? No, I could do it. All right. I'll do the goes you the pack. Go okay. school. Oh, what? okay. God, I'm cutting Wait, what this. happened? I'm cutting <laughs> Did I mess all it up? of your audio out of the whole podcast. It's gonna be me <laughs> talking to pauses. <laughs> my bad. My bad. My bad. No, all right, that's okay. That, that's what I get for having a Vikings. I don't blame you. For not being able to muster it. Yeah, go it, pack go, everyone. We will see you after the next one. Thank you for listening to the Bleeding Green and Gold podcast with your hosts, Sean and Mike Reagan. Make sure to subscribe and check out the website at bleedinggreenandgold.com. Join the Facebook group. All questions and comments are welcome. Send them to feedback at bleedinggreenandgold.com. And until next time... Go Pack Go! Go.